Good day and welcome to the Palma Podcast. Today I wanted to talk about testosterone. Um, I'll qualify all of this with saying I'm talking about the large order um, male dominant hormone. Not necessarily that these things are going to apply to all circumstance, but as a major driver of how both I and other men think in general, uh, most of us completely unaware of the impact of testosterone on us, I thought it was important for me to have a talk on testosterone because we tend to only think in pure biological terms when involved with doctors and scientists and we tend not to think about how these forces can impact us in our day-to-day decision making and how we go about and what kind of gets us into trouble all the time when we're when we're moping about kind of clueless into how and why we decide things and since a lot of the Palma podcast is about how we are doing things I thought it was pretty important to have testosterone covered uh, I notice it in myself a lot. So the need to manage testosterone, even though I don't necessarily present as obviously, or certainly didn't in the past, you know, I had a very quick spurt at like in the 11 and 12 range to put me in the six foot category. But um, stayed pretty lean and lanky up until, you know, like five years back. So, um, you know, like 150 at 6'2 for, um, you know, almost 30 years and then, um, pretty much now, uh, now I'm, now I'm a 200 pounder. Um, I had a change in my, uh, both diet and life cycle and it was positive. I converted most of that, gained fat back into a supportive muscle mass, but I maintained a highly active but minimal or medium level impact. So I was always busy or moving around or um, I could be active, but I didn't necessarily pursue workouts uh, and traditional exercise um, in that kind of a routine feature. My my routine life incorporated um, activity, therefore I, I never really incorporated a specific um, exercise regimen into my life. But I do, as a consequence of kind of regulating my exercise and my physical activity throughout my normal activity cycles, I've, I've become slightly more uh, attentive to those uh, hormonal cycles that go along. Uh, and as well, you know, the, the endorphins and other things that can come along with, with activity cycles. And I mean, there's nothing I, I have had intense activity that's perfectly fine and if I wanted to the thing about it is you have to keep that kind of stuff up and I knew you know as a as a strategy kind of person that really um, I was going to be spending way too much time getting distracted <laughs> by um, endless discourse or something you know really intent that I was reading that I would not be able to I it was not going to have that kind of life right uh, so but I still needed to understand these kind of natural, um, kind of predatory impulses and that kind of brain because I didn't present obviously with the same kind of like muscle bound 
freakazoid to which I knew a couple of individuals where um, it, it, they appear to have entirely traded um, physical mass and muscle for anything that might be going on upstairs. And, and it was, you know, I didn't know at the time if that was a trend, learned quite after, absolutely there's not necessarily a correlation between deciding to go that way and having a couple of brain cells. It just appeared that, you know, the, the idiots I knew happened to also like powering up. I can understand why we go that way in the absence of having our own goal direction or uh, our own path to put those uh, energies of ambition that kind of come from testosterone. Because that's the missing talk that we don't really get to. There's a little bit of talk on like, oh, does testosterone lead towards violence and it's kind of, well, no, yes, no. Um, really, it tends to be people who are unable to control their violence are violent, right? So it's not necessarily a purely biological factor. Um, you can have incredibly high rates of testosterone and not go around murdering people, right? And you can have low levels of testosterone and go around murdering people. It's, there's, there is no hard line biological driver for that kind of thing because we've socialized our culture and that's the challenge that we have is we think oh well you know we've socialized our behavior we have these societies we have we have couples and families and all of these wonderful things and jobs to go to and, and rules and laws to obey and that somehow has completely implanted itself over our biological nature but Unfortunately, that's true. And living in ignorance of our biological nature is part of what, you know, gets us into um, really sticky situations. And uh, certainly from the hold my beer angle of many, many um, soon to be tragedies, the male mind when oversaturated with testosterone is both like, yeah, it's just it, pure instinct and full of, there's some chances you might head towards a, a good instinct, but largely um, this is not going to go well. So having that, that outlet and the, the ability to, um, to manage one's testosterone uh, in an effective way is pretty important. Now, testosterone being a sexual hormone, it has sort of a, a much wider appreciation from that perspective and the perspective of sex. And so um, when talking about it today, that's implied and understood. I just don't feel I have to go and cover that kind of um, component of testosterone being a biological driver of our sex hormone and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, that's where we have talked about it. I want to talk more on the psychological impacts of that um, of that hormone and how it um, how it gets processed and how that affects to our day to day, because our levels go up and down throughout the day, and our levels also go up and down in response to certain stimuli. And the challenge for us is the biological stimuli that is tied towards the biological motivation for procreation may be 
uh, something that we're unaware of actually having perceived. So because it can be a kind of almost pheromonic response to someone in the vicinity, you may not fully appreciate how often somebody's been triggered over the course of their day um, within that kind of response, just because there's a lot of fertile people wandering around, right? That's just the nature of a large and more urban society is that that biological primer um, gets hit all the time. And we don't necessarily think about it in those terms, like they're just wandering around from, like if I walk up my house and I decide to walk down downtown, I'll probably pass, you know, quiet day, 50 people, busy day, a thousand people, right? And you never know what other people are pumping out for, you know, what their hormonal levels are all at and what those signals are all sending to our, you know, our little ancient brain part and that primal response thing. So we have our social ideas and we know what we're supposed to be doing. But those drivers can hit us and it can just be like, wow. And, you know, you get this kind of, you know, like 10 minutes, maybe not even. You can feel that real charge, you know, it just, you know, nostrils, at least, you know, it's not necessary. And it can flip, right? So the emotional state you're in or approaching as that, um, as that rise or that um, that increased flow of testosterone, right? Because that's the thing, your body produces the hormone in response to the exterior stimuli, right? And in a hypersexualized culture, that can also cause more and more triggering events. The other challenging is in a hyper repressive culture where you're not allowed to, you know, the, the self-loathing that can occur because of the frequency of all of these very um, impure whatever thoughts that can derive. Because I'll tell you, like, I think there's a reason that men don't talk about this kind of stuff is that I think if it was more commonly understood how close and on the edge most of us are to a big old rampage that there would be a lot more, you know, fear. And that's why, I mean, there's a big reason why fathers become overproductive because they were once and still are men, right? We, we know the kinds of stuff that goes on in our head and we're absolutely fearful of somebody like that getting anywhere near somebody we love, right? So, I mean, yeah, you have to trust that like us somehow they were able to put it aside or manage it, but it doesn't change the fact that those impulses and those raw, those raw pulses that kind of come in that just are not right and should not be acted upon. Seriously, first, you know, like beyond everything else, while it's important that we manage this kind of thing um, and find outlets, most of the time those um, dangerous impulses um, are are going to be bad to act on. So let's just, the, the, the tip, trick is to either learn how to actualize the testosterone rise. So if, um, you know, 
if you are, that's a good time for a workout, but you know, like a solo one, because the last thing you need to be is around a gym with other, um, a co-ed one, or even having, I'm not a hundred percent sure how much, you know, a bunch of pack mentality, testosterone, um, ramped up if there's like a builds upon, but I, I can't imagine that it's going to help level off. So, because that competition instinct, right? You kind of ramp up, especially if you you know you see other alphas around you. You kind of um, you kind of ramp. You know, you you got to enter into that mode and put up taller, and you just you just feel it, right? So that that instinctual alpha dynamic um, is really testosterone driven and you need that outlet now because of the sexual nature of the hormone you know on the one hand um, masturbation can be of help but then again you want to watch the frequency of that kind of thing because in addition sexual arousal increases testosterone levels because you're like kind of damned if you do damned if you don't in that way but you know tapers off after an hour kind of thing so you know maybe maybe it uh, depends on environment circumstance time and, and, and morality i guess but you you need to figure out how you want to deal with that angsty ambition like energy because that's that's the key um is when you've got that and you 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 are you either need to delay other delay decision making altogether like just continue doing routine things or things that you are very used to doing and are part of your um, well-known um, patterns of behavior and that that might be perfectly fine to do you could probably do very well that way but when you have like testosterone brain you want to avoid making impulsive decisions because it's going to lead towards entirely predictable decisions right because you're gonna be on this sort of alpha mentality so whatever is you know fastest most brutal whatever is um you know, might actually involve more conflict, you know, so you, you don't necessarily want to be making your decisions while you're like, hopped up ready for a fight, you know, like, um, the character in a movie who has just snorted cocaine and is about to do something, that, that's, that's you right now, when you're over, they should not be making a decision oh shoot this is going to be you know for the next two hours this person should not be in charge of things but uh they most likely you still will you probably can't go that long um so that's that's the key to managing it and i find you know like a quick stretch so that you get your your body like rotating shoulders uh just get a little bit of motion in things you can kind of do and get away with it even if you're in a crowded space you can you know do something maybe you like back um 
and then like two to five minutes of meditation. Now, the problem is you probably have to learn how to meditate for a year or two to be able to do it a two to five minute because it, it can often take people half an hour or whatever to get into the zone. So, um, but just that centering, if you're able to do that or to gain a pause, um, if you want to use some hacks, what you can do is actually like pictures of bub babies and puppies, um, like bubblegum rock and um, like silly, basic oh, crying women. Uh, like there are a whole bunch of um, counter signals that we can give our body that will um, that'll sort of end that production and or um, have a counter reaction. So, you know, you, you could also intentionally expose yourself to things that would de-escalate. Um, and you want to, so here's the example. So you're, say your cycle starts out for a regular day. Now, most people are not going to be in this format so you'll have to like whatever you can get testers and you can find out what your levels are and you can map yourself out if you really want to get into it but say you get up your levels are fairly low because you've been asleep and not really doing anything you get up okay after the first hour they spike because your body's you know it's up it's aware you're starting to sense thing and um it's really up if you happen to have a partner partner and um you didn't have sex but they were looking great this morning so if that's the, so you're at some level between medium and high just to start your day so you go out interact with the world if you're an enclosed commute and you just arrive then probably no real change in levels probably a drop off uh unless you're watching porn while you're driving which is not advised you should be watching anything but certainly um the amount and frequency in which we seek to have a sexual gratification or an awareness on that side it is going to be a ramp up so if you do the morning um check of your phone and all the things that you're looking at are um you know like nudie pics and stuff then guess what your testosterone levels are probably going to be going up and you're probably not going to be a very good person to deal with early in the morning uh if you're one of your colleagues and certainly not if you're a female colleague you probably creep the hell out of your female colleagues when you're arriving uh, because you always have this like weird mm, you know whatever that bug-eyed the thing and that's the the real challenge is that you may not be aware of the kind of signaling that you're providing through your body language when you're wrapped up on it because you're it's like a like a dog who's just like pointing at things right it's just like oh is that a pretty thing oh is that a pretty thing is that a pretty thing you know and it, most guys are like really bad at containing that <laughs> that sense and uh, and and operate on that really that that base kind of primal love because we don't talk about it we're certainly not trained about it in uh, in in school health class uh, back then was laughable today it's better but really it doesn't kind of get into it on this daily experience right so 
let's say you've had a ramped up morning and you're involved um, going past several um, college joggers and so now you're like super ramped up before you get to work and something's going wrong in the workspace right you're starting off your day so now you are ramped up on like primary primate action-based hormones and you have a problem right so often a male mentality and a ramped up testosterone level that's just like ah screw it they're just gonna like get in tear things apart you know maybe you know if you have expertise that kind of focus um and uh, motivation can be quite effective but if you're not and you know able to manage it that well most likely that's when you destroy the thing that you were trying to fix and problem grows from being a little issue to being a huge issue and the morning is wasted and now it's lunch so you most likely have a level drop off and a crash so you're starting to also you had this like high emotion right it's high level and so it, it you know you, you kind of have your heart racing and you kind of like that even though you hate it you end up liking it because that compared to this drop off this drop off you feel kind of like almost like sad or numb or bored or something you can't quite figure out and listless and aimless so you know then it does become oh you know it's halfway through the day um you're mid-afternoon now and you're starting to like your 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 mind is totally drifting right because you're wanting because you were probably during your bathroom break deciding to um sneak some pics or you were your mind started drifting towards um sexual thoughts and those you know mind's eye moments are able to drive back up your testosterone levels so now you're like errand to go again and it's just about time to enter rush hour traffic so you have nothing but anger and hostility and you're ramped up again so this is this is this is the cycle to a heart attack by 45 do you see what i'm going with right so that's that illustration you know you can kind of see a little bit about how being um oversaturated with testosterone it's not that it's going to change the circumstances of your day, but it's going to change how you react into those circumstances and how you're going to feed into certain other types of behaviors, right? So if you're going to be entering traffic, it's probably a good idea to calm yourself before you get there because you're going to have aggravating scenarios. So if you're already ramped up, right, and, you know, especially if there's and anticipation you know like that friday night and everybody's gonna go out have a good time or if you're like thinking about that kind of stuff while you're waiting there and then oh buddy doesn't bother to go when he has the green and you lose another light and all of a sudden the world's coming to an end and you are perfectly ready to absolutely murder every other human being around you and that's testosterone in the brain right i mean not that that rage can't exist separate from it, but I'm saying when you've got that hormone, it is competition-based. It is go and do. It is an action-based driver. You know, sure, whatever. It has its growth and health properties. And as I said, 
those are assumed. What I'm also talking about is the psychological and the social impact of not, and the other social impact is the repression of all of these testosterone-driven instincts and, and waves of thought too, because they do not fit our social order and they are not healthy to our long-term success to uh, for us to be able to um, interact in those. Unless like we're an MMA fighter or somebody who operates at like peak adrenaline all the time, you do not want to have testosterone on your brain. It's very challenging. And because you can't really act on the impulses that it's giving you in um, in good civility because often it'll twist towards a sexual impulse that's when you like it's very hard not to leer and just like get lost in the fantasy of someone and that is problematic for a lot of guys because again with the body language and they're not good at it you know it's like um take an appreciative glance look away and then use the mind's eye go wow that was a really attractive person and then this the, but the ogling and the intimate and that's the other thing when you get ramped up you appear to be significantly more intimidating because it's a predatory stare it's not like when the body language is open and the um you know the brows unfurrowed and there's a softer pickup and it, it's kind of like a wow appreciation of someone who's beautiful who walks in a room that is a compliment and that is appreciated from how it's intended it's like oh wow you look fantastic okay great thanks and then that is it right but that weird uh i wanna uh that you know that's that kind of mentality and that overwhelming thought going on in the brain that's being you know that's the testosterone brain kind of going and that's not healthy. That doesn't look good. You can see it. Like, go on public transportation and watch the men and see, and then watch where they look and then see how long they keep their gaze on, you know, the student that comes in or that attractive woman. It's not healthy. It's not good. It's like, no wonder um, we have a messed up culture and that people are scared. The other problem, though, is that that's in so many people's brains that it's really like the fact that we don't have more murder and death and violence in civilized countries is a shock um, and is a credit to our ability to manage this thing and to say that we can you know like most of us can get through our lives without murdering anyone so that's that's a positive we've been able to turn our society and grow and have a lot of success because we have managed these kind of biological impasses and or diverted the biological impulse because of our social structure and our social desires and that's healthy but we have the ability to know this stuff is happening to us now we can study the nature of testosterone and how it uh, impacts the body and there's weird studies out there and some of the uh, some of the sampling that they do is pretty bad so you end up having people the problem can be um, especially when people are looking at behavioral sciences that the premise 
that one is attempting to uncover is already determined. It, it, it's so hard to do pure behavioral research because of the nature of uh, tainting the desire, the hypothesis before you get out to it, right? Because it, it's hard to find your empirical um, control group in in a behavioral study because you know what what stands for normal. Uh, but all that aside, um, it's not about the fact that we have the testosterone. It is how it's managed and how we activate those impulses. So that action-driven, again, just a little bit of physical activity, a quick burn-off, you know, a, a quick way to get exhausted, and generally, like, avoid, if, you, if you're feeling that right, avoid the sexual stimuli, avoid being around a whole bunch of people or circumstances that are going to continue to ramp you up. Try to get like five, ten minutes and bring yourself down. Get that heart rate down and, you know, and or at least get yourself in that mental place where you know that it's impacting you. And you could be like, hey, you know what? Now's probably not the right time for me to make a decision. Um, I'll let you know in a couple of hours. It, it's not critical, right? Just things like that can be done so that you can take you know, a fresh mind and a fresh look at things when you know you're not um, being tricked by the desire for expediency or the desire for conflict, because that will really, really mess you up. And for young people, one of the advisories is also that the liver, when you're saturating it in alcohol, its ability to, um, and well, for everybody, but, um, but when you start reducing the liver's ability with alcohol to process the cycle of your testosterone, it's going to build up more. So if you're drinking a lot, um, your ability to process the testosterone is probably going to go uh, down. Now, if you've been drinking a long time, most likely you've totally tanked your testosterone production. Um, but that's why I was more referring it to in youth. But yeah, um, Generally, if you're drinking or getting drunk, um, you're also going to have a reduced ability to filter that testosterone. So that'll also, you know, that the hangover the day after too. So like, it's not just because liver function isn't impeded directly. Like with one drink, as you're drinking it, it's as it's processing the alcohol, uh, the the delay in its impact on your um, testosterone processing is, is going to be in there. But so like uh, late into the night and uh, the day after, just be aware that you're, you've probably diminished that cycle. So the day after you're, you might be a little more um, jumpy or you might be willing to, to um, get in a fight more than you think you should be for uh, that kind of circumstance. So that's just another tip on how to manage the, uh, the testosterone in the brain. So uh, hopefully this was at least more practically useful for at least understanding men, or if you're a guy, maybe there was a tip or a trick uh, or something of use there for managing uh, testosterone. And uh, we will talk again. This was the Palma Podcast. And if you want to support us again, you could find GoFundMe, uh, Better Policies for a Better World.